Hello and welcome to Game of Moans, a podcast where we are re-watching Game of Thrones an episode at a time. I am Chris Bowen. With me, as always, our very own mountain, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And we are up to Season 5, Episode 2, The House of Black and White. Um, I just saw this episode title and my heart sunk. Um, I... I don't. Know, I think this is a popular storyline in general, and and I just don't like it. But I I dislike the House of Black and White, so this I, is not a good sign for me. I don't know. I, mean, I I was one of those. I mean, I've I've gone on record probably from the start as you have that I I really like Arya. I think Arya Arya's overall story I quite like. This is probably a low point for me. Yes. Um, because all the way through she's been about, or oh, certainly since season one. She's been about vengeance. She's been about um, yes. She's 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 had a purpose of her own, and all of a sudden that's stripped away this season. Um, yep. and I think that was probably my biggest problem with it. Um, where it goes at the end of the season into next season, I think it possibly works a little better. Um, but generally, yeah, I'm not quite sure. Um, I'm not quite sure about this particular storyline. You have hit the nail precisely on the head. I don't think it's this week that I make that note. I think it's next week. I'm a bit confused because I've I've had to watch two back to back. Because uh, possibly I'm going away. If <laughs> I, I I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll be in lockdown again by then. I don't know. But I've had to watch two back to back, so I'm a bit confused as to which episode I've written that on. But you uh, and we haven't conferred about this before recording, listeners. But you literally more or less. Uh, recited my notes verbatim there. I have written that up until now, Arya's arc has all been about vengeance. It is the very thing that drives her. She is Arya Stark. She is a Stark that is crucial to who she is and her story. Yeah, uh, and, and, and will whole... continue to be as well. Yes, and the whole point with House and Black and White is you have this whole thing about a girl is no one. Well, no, she's not no one. She's Arya Stark. That's the whole fucking point. Uh, she can never be no one. Uh, so yeah, this this whole storyline doesn't work for me. Having said that, you know th- th- that's a very broad statement to make so early on. There are bits and pieces that are okay, I guess. But yeah, I saw that. I mean, I knew it was coming this season, yeah. and I saw it and just thought, ah, oh, here we fucking go. Like, yeah, this, this episode, in all fairness to uh, to her, I don't think this particular episode is too bad for it because the story doesn't really start this no, week. It's it's next week, and I'm sure that's it's, where I've really written the note as well. Yeah, and there's some nice bits um, throughout this episode, and I may jump around a little bit because I can't remember the running order, but um, that we saw in, I think it was uh, end of season, well, the end of season one, possibly the beginning of season two, where she's trying to catch a pigeon to eat. Yes. Um, and so we got a really nice call back to that where she very deftly takes her head off one. Yes, it's a um, very so nice scene. Some, some really nice work has gone into that and some, you know, some thought has gone into that, which, you know, again, credit to the uh, to the writers. They've actually harked back to something that they did four years ago, and who'd have thought they could remember that far back? Um, so there were some nice touches to it, but I, I mean, so this, this story for me just doesn't kind of really do anything because we've seen her develop, we've seen her grow as a character anyway from being this sort of timid, timid little girl with ideas of, uh, of of swashbuckling and knights and all the rest of it. We've already seen her grow into being this fairly ruthless bitch um, who left the hound to die. Yeah. So this doesn't really add anything she couldn't have got elsewhere. No, I, I agree. I agree. If anything, I think this storyline detracts from her uh, and, and who she is and who she becomes as a character. I think this is a, a huge misstep. But obviously... It's one that, well, I say obviously, I don't know, but I'm assuming it's one that's actually in the text. 
Oh, it would so, have to be. It would have yeah. to be. I mean, it's such a, it's such a big storyline, and it's so so ingrained from way back to season two. Even, um, I can't see that they'd have they'd have added this one. Um, there are some scenes in this episode, as with the last episode, which were added in by the writers, and um, which don't appear in the text. And um, we'll come on to one fairly shortly. Um, but yeah, so there, there, we are now starting to see them running out of source material and them having to come actually come up with stuff on their own, which is why this is going to start to go very fucking seriously off the rail shortly. Uh, yeah, it really is. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll cross those bridges when, when we come to them. Um, I guess to, to dive into this episode, both feet first then. Um, I, look, the opening, again, um, it's, it's nice. It's very nicely shot. And mm-hmm. were it the start of a, a passage or a scene later in the episode, then... I'd I'd probably quite like it, but as an as an actual opening scene for the episode, it's just lackluster. It looks nice, but there's just too much breathing space. I, th- I think that's the problem is that it, because it looks nice, they've gone more on spectacle than they have yeah. on pacing and story, which is something that I mean, this show in particular, but lots of shows, are guilty of. Um, you want to you know you want to show you want to expand as much as you can. You know you want to show as much of your world as you can, um, and if you've got the money to do it, then why not? But it just it seems to come at the expense of story and of timing and pacing because the more time they spend on things like this, the more time you've got to realise actually it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's window dressing. It would have made much more sense for us to actually open at the House of Black and White. Yeah, um, that would have made a lot more sense. But you know that's not what happens. I don't know why I'm surprised. Um, <laughs> no, I, I really don't. Yeah, sh- no, really shouldn't be by now. And just a quick note on the House of Black and White when we do. It, it, eventually see it um i cannot look at the front door of that house and not just think like this is cruella deville's house right yeah like some production designer somewhere has just like gone full-on cruella with this (laughs) um it looks fucking terrible i mean i get it it's the house of black and white but it just looks comically bad doesn't it i mean it's the coloring doesn't help because obviously you've got this a black door and a white door but everything around it is so yellow tinged. Yeah, it's it's awful. It, just, it looks it looks like they've got they've they've gone into to After Effects and gone. Yeah, that's not quite what we wanted. It's a bit too subtle. Let's just paint over the top of it. Yeah, it's it, it's not good. Um, so, but anyway, those are just my initial thoughts. That we should have started here. I think um, Aya knocks yes. the door. She, like, I mean, she's gone there thinking, what's the worst that can happen? You know, maybe somebody could slam a door in my face. Uh, it's literally what happens to her. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the, the, the build-up to it as well, so the whole thing where she sails in, we, we had this, sh- the, pretty much the same shot last year when Stannis and Davos went to Bravos. Yes. So we've, so we've already seen the, the, the Grand Harbour with the Titans standing over the entrance and shit like that. And yeah, it looks nice, but we don't need the backstory. It doesn't add anything because we, we will never see the Titan wading into the sea to fend off enemies. So what's the fucking point? Yeah, um, exactly. And then she gets the the way the way she's framed getting off the boat. She's slightly off. I can't I can't remember which side she is, but she's she can't make up her mind. Or the, whoever's shooting it can't make up their mind if she's in the center of shot or not. Um, and it just looks a bit off to me. And then as you know, the whole thing where she walk, she gets off the boat, she walks up and she approaches. It all just looks a bit. I don't know. It look it looks a bit film school. It yeah, look, it just, it's just it looks a bit amateurish and a bit unnecessary, really. 
I mean, it looks fine. You know, I don't have any dramas with it, but yeah, it's completely unnecessary. That's the thing. It's it's window dressing for the sake of window dressing. Yeah. You know, it's we don't need it at all. Um, so we get all of this stuff. She knocks the door. She gets told in no uncertain terms to kind of go away. Um, and instead of doing so, she just decides to kind of wait outside. Um, but but that, that I think is interesting because she's up until this point she has been rash she has been no she has been trying to learn the lessons that Sarah Farrell taught her about patience and about no about grace and about elegance so the fact that she sits there and bites and she just goes through the lesson and no she's going through what um Jacques Nagar told her as well make a list no offer the names to the god do no do what you can it's almost like it's no it's it's, it's a test for her um it's definitely so she, a kind, test, she kind of realizes it? that which I think that uh, previous versions of Arya wouldn't have you know, previously she'd have just gone off oh, fuck this Chuck the coin in the water after two minutes and then bug it off and done something else. So I think it, you know, again, it, it shows a little bit of maturity, a little bit of growth, a little bit of development for her. Um, and again, it just reminds us in uh, you no, know, without having to say, I have a list, all these people are going to die because they've wronged me, without having to have that exposition, we actually get reintroduced to that. So I think that no, that it's not it's not a horrendous sequence. Um, I just that's it. I think you're right, it starts far too early as usual, um, and it doesn't really offer anything. No, and and the thing with the list again, it's interesting because that just kind of, to, in my mind anyway, strengthens the point that we both made earlier, in that you know vengeance is is key to Arya's story, and and her reciting this list while she's shut outside because she's not worthy or whatever of coming in, um, it just reinforces who she is and the reasons why she doesn't belong at the House of Black and White. Yeah, because she is Arya Stark, and she is going to kill all of these people. They are important to her. They are part of who she is they are part of her reason for being yeah um the main problem i had with it though is how long exactly was she waiting outside because it's never made clear i think it was just overnight no it was the way it's set up because you and it's again it's very subtle um and i i, I say that sort of no semi-seriously because it's a show but yeah so she's there she's there whatever time she gets there she's there over that night when she's there in the pissing rain and you know, the dark yeah. and all the rest of it then the following day, if where where you get the shot of the building before it before it um, cranes down to her, there's what's what would what passes a time lapse, except it's so fucking poor it's so poorly lit you can't actually see it. So you've got where the 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 sunlight is it's coming across the building, so it does move slightly. Um, so I think you get you get the impression it's a day it's a day and a night and then another, and then into another night. Um, but yeah, it's, it's never said, it's never made clear how long she's been there. It's very poorly signposted, I think. Yeah. Um, but then again, I don't suppose it necessarily matters either because of the, because they haven't made any, you know, they, because nothing is made of the fact that she's just stayed there anyway. No, but it I think it, 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 it does I think it's matter. Supposed, it's supposed to matter, but it, it yeah. doesn't because they haven't done the work beforehand. No, they, yeah, exactly. But it is supposed to matter and it should matter because if it's some sort of test of will, then it's important for us to know, you know, how badly she wants this. How long has she stood there yeah. um, or, or, or sat there in this case? And, you know, one of the easiest ways they could have communicated that is, yes, you've got the changes in the weather and yes, you've got the changes in the light, but you could have spread this out over the course of the episode as well. Why couldn't yeah. she be sat outside for the majority of the episode yeah. and just Which, cut back and forth to her? Yeah, and that, you know, that could have taken, in story time, that could have taken a week. Yes, exactly. And, and, you know, you can even then she could have a rudimentary marking system like you'd have in prison. You know, she could chalk yeah. days up on the floor or whatever. There are a million and one easy ways to communicate this passage of time and they decide to use none of them. Yeah. Um, 
again, don't know why I'm surprised. Um, <laughs> but look, on, on to some of the good stuff, okay? There is good stuff in this episode. So we get another near miss with, with Sansa and Brienne. Um, yes. Or so we think, yeah. you know? It's, but this was so nicely seeded last week yeah. that we kind of just assume it's going to be another one of these kind of, oh, they don't know each other's there. Um, but then they kind of flip the switch on us. And of course they do realize that, that they're in the same room. Um, and, and Brienne goes over and introduces herself. Um, now you really think that she would have learned after last time that taking a direct approach with these Stark girls now is not going to work. Like they are too damaged. There is, there is too much being done to them in too short a space of time for them to be trusting of a stranger. Yeah. Like it's you know the direct approach was was not the correct way to go with uh, with Sansa here. No. Um, Although interestingly, this was one of the scenes that was written specifically for the episode. So the fact so the fact that there's there's a huge character misstep isn't that surprising. No, I mean I don't even know if it's a huge character misstep. I think it's just poor judgment on Brienne's part. Um, and. I don't know. I, I don't know that she... I think it rings true to her that she is honourable and she would just go up and say, you know what, well, Lady Sansa, I saved your mother. I've sworn to protect you. That's that's kind of her shtick. Um, but it just makes her seem dumb as a bag of rocks, unfortunately, because yeah, she's done this exact same thing with Arya and that didn't end well. Um, yeah, true. And I mean, last time she did it, she was lucky enough that it was with the Hound who... What, who his answer was to fight her, no, to, was to fight away from it. Uh, whereas Baelish is, is far too clever and you know, to, to show to play his hand. So he's he's his usual charming, um, you know, disarmingly charming self. Um, he you know, he's he he attempts to be empathetic. He attempts to be, to, sh- to show that he's being reasonable when actually he's being a complete cock. Um, but it, it's it's a different approach, but it has much the same effect, and it leads to Brienne getting into a fight that she can't possibly win, and you know, without having you no know, without without a great deal of effort, by which time she you no know, she screws the pooch and another Stark girl gets away. Um, so yeah, I mean it, it, it's interesting seeing um, the the difference in those two scenes, but they you know, they end the same way where you know the she 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 loses the the target and ends up ends up stuck with Pod. Yeah, Pod throwing the rock to defend them, though. Bless him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a big fight breaking out and Pod throws a rock. Bless yeah. him. Um, Pod's great. This yeah. season, I think Pod really, really comes into his own. Um, yeah, as, I think so. As to be fair, and we've just mentioned him here as well, and as I say, I've, I've watched ahead as well. Um, now that we're getting into the meat and bones of stuff with Sansa, like yeah. Baelish really comes into his own now as well. We've said in earlier seasons when he's written well, uh, he's he's excellent, but sadly most of the time he was just, you know, used as a kind of uh, easy narrative device or oh, he owns the whole house, so therefore he's dodgy or whatever. Uh, yeah, but I when... mean, he's, he's always, I mean, unfortunately with Littlefinger, they always kind of revert back to him being a panto villain. Yeah, but yeah, I he's, think he's mustache twirling and uh, everything. Everything about him just that little bit sinister. Um, and you're right when when he's done properly, he's excellent. He's excellent. And 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 Aiden Gillen does a is Aiden Gillen? Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, does an excellent job. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's it's this is certainly a good season for him. It's a good episode for him because he's only in one scene or possibly two scenes. But again, we we find out an awful lot about him. The fact that you know we we can see that he's you no know, he's grooming Sansa. 
for his own purposes. We can see that. We can see that he's playing a game that he doesn't want to let on, but all of a sudden he's you no. Know, he can see that she's watching, so now he's trying to put on a bit of a show for her. And the thing she said, oh, but before we left, the maester gave you a raven scroll or where it was. Oh, aren't, you know, aren't you clever spotting that? Aren't you becoming observant? It, no, knowing full well, you know, he did it in full view of her so that she would see him do it. But yeah. again, he's, he's just trying you know, He's just trying to big her up to show that, yeah, look, you're learning from me. I'm, I'm teaching you things. I, no, stick with me and things will go right. Not knowing, or, or he knows, but obviously she doesn't know what he's up to and what he's going to do next. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a good season for him, and it's the 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 short amount of time they spend together in this season before she goes off elsewhere. Um, they're really good scenes. I think when she when she then goes to her destination, I think things start falling apart really. Yeah, um, but but Littlefinger, I, I think over the course of this season, as you say, he's got he's essentially playing he's he's his own Mexican standoff over the course of this season. <laughs> he's he's essentially playing three sides. Um, and and doing everyone exceptionally well, and and I think when he's used like that, you know, we we talked way back in season one now when there was a lot more politics in the show um, about about kind of the politics of the show and how a lot of that could be kind of quite heavy and and boring the way it was portrayed then. But when you see it done by Littlefinger in this season, um, the the politics of the show really is quite delicious, and that is the best word for it. As you say, he's mustache twirling about it, but he's. Yeah. He really is playing everyone off against everyone and gets away with it for quite a period of time as well. Well, yeah, um, I mean, it, it almost, I mean, it almost looks he's going to go, no, he's going to go the distance with it. I mean, any, every time you think that he's got to get found out, his, his, no, his, his up must come. No, no, he gets out of it and he walks away an even bigger dickwad than he was to go in it, going into it. Yeah. Uh, in, in the best possible way. He's, oh yeah, he's, absolutely. He's just the anti-Theon, isn't he? Like he's, yeah. a, he's a complete and utter dick in the best way possible. Um, yeah. and yeah. And as I say, he, he really comes in his own, I think in these, in these later seasons. Um, yeah. so yeah, we get, we get this fight. Um, then we're back over to King's Landing with Cersei and Jamie and the pop-up snake, which is just awesome. Yeah. It's so fucking cool. <laughs> I mean, it's like something out of a Harry Potter. Yeah, it's like something out of a Harry Potter book, but it's fucking cool. Um, yeah, yeah uh, no, they're just missing the boing sound effect when it. They really uh, were. Yeah. yeah, they really were. Um, so yeah, obviously they they're getting threatened now. Um, yeah. But over the death of Oberyn, which you know, well, I'll, I'll come on to that in a minute because uh, I, I I've got I've got thoughts on that just as I had thoughts then. And yeah, there's thoughts on that. But we have this discussion between Cersei and Jamie, and you know, Jamie's now going to go to Dawn and bring back Marcella. Um, and the back and forth between them is great. She's cutting Jamie down to size. You know, he's he's a one armed man and what have you, and he's not the man he, he used to be. And I just think, and you know, credit where it's due. As I say, when when things are executed well in this show, I think it's important that we point them out. You know, I've done so before and I'll continue yeah. to do so as well. Like the 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 storytelling here, the, the cut from when she says, oh, just one man, one one-armed man or something, she says, going to take on all of Dawn. And he, he just sort of smirks and says, well, I never said I was going alone. Yeah. And then cut to Bronn. It's just yeah. excellent. Like that, an, there are a couple of those. That's how you tell episode. a story with pictures. That's yeah, how you do it. There are a couple of those in this in this episode. I mean, there's some interesting dialogue between Cersei and Jamie as well, whereby um, she's talking about their daughter, and he says, "You can't, no, you can't say she's our daughter." Yeah. Or it might be the other way around, and it's like, it's well, are they? Is it acknowledged or not? Everybody, every fucker knows. We know that. It's no, they've been outed. Stannis outed them in season two. Everybody knows about it. Um, 
and all of a sudden they started being careful. And is it has she suddenly realised that actually their, their family's grip on the throne is that fucking tenuous um, because they're not actually Robert's children? Because it didn't. It's not seemed to bother anybody up until now. The fact that everybody's talking about this. I think it is exactly that, isn't it? I think she can start to see things spiraling out of control. And moreover, I think she can see that actually she's played a bit of a part in that. And as I said, um, I'd, I'd come back to Oberyn, like, and I did touch on this last week as well, I think. Hmm. Like, she had the perfect opportunity to ally herself with Oberyn and protect her daughter. Yeah. But she didn't take it. She even started to seed it. Yeah. But she didn't take it. So now she is she is responsible for all of this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think she she is starting to panic slightly and we'll see more of that next week in some of the alliances she tries to forge. Mm. Um, but she's well, I mean, definitely you kind of starting see it to panic. In, in this episode as well, in the small council meeting where she starts trying to put you know, pieces in place and seeing, seeing how well that goes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a good scene. And as I say, the, the cut to essentially Jamie being cocky says, you know, and he says, I never said I was going alone. And then we cut to a clearly bored out of his mind Bron. Yeah. like it was, it was clearly got everything that he thought he ever wanted and has now realized that it's not what he wants and it's, well, it's more yeah and i think not only that i think he realizes that he's been duped as well yes um you know he, he made this alliance with cersei for you no know, to marry whatever her name was it lollis something like that um and you know, to, to have the, the title and all the rest of it and it turns out that She's not the one who would know. She's not the elder, so she she won't get anything anyway. They won't live in a castle. They won't have all the uh, the lands and the titles and everything else. So he's effectively been sewn up like a kipper. Um, you know, yeah. He's not getting out of. He's not getting anything that he thought he was getting. No. So so they're strolling along. He's clearly very bored. And then cut to just. I mean, I, look. I said this before, and I'll say it again. Jamie wears the shit out of some leather armor, doesn't he? Yeah, like that long shot of him just stood in the tall grass wearing that, and he wears it like a fucking motorcycle jacket. He, yeah. he just wears the fuck out of it. He looks so badass, just yeah. standing there in his leather armor. Yeah, and it was um, quite good as well that the um, the performance from um, from John Flynn and also the woman playing his fiance, um, whereby he sort of looks up and goes, "What the fucking hell is he doing here?" Yeah, and she's like, "Who?" Jamie fucking Jamie Lannister. Fucking Lannister. And yeah. her face, it's almost as if she starts salivating. She's like, oh, fucking hell. She just fangirls instantly. And it, yeah. I totally get it because, let's be fair, he looks fucking amazing. Like, <laughs> he, he looks, he just looks dashing as fuck. Stood there in his fucking leather motorcycle jacket, essentially, uh, amongst yeah. the tall grass. You know, and there she is with scruffy old Bron. Um, oh, LeBron's dressed up as well. He's he's got his his, his fancy tunic and shit. Yeah, he's got his cape on. He's got yeah. his little cape on. You know, his, yeah, he, his he, Lando he's not, cape. He's he's not uh, he's he's not the uh, the scruff bag he was. No, um, but I mean, yeah, great scene between the two of them. Say Bron's initial reaction: Jamie fucking Lannister. Um, yeah. Just great. I'm so up for the Bron and Jamie bromance that is to well, come. Well, it goes on for a while, doesn't it? It, and I'm so up for it. <laughs> like, I cannot wait for these two to go <laughs> off on their adventures. They're brilliant together. Yeah, and the thing is, I mean, we, we've we've seen. I so said we saw um, Bron with uh, Tyrion, and that no, that was a very good relationship. But it was very it, it was very much based on I'm a mercenary and you're paying me a shitload of money, so I don't really care. You can do what you like, say what you like. With Jamie, it's a bit less mercenary. Yes, there and is. There, I think there's mutual respect with the two yeah, of them. Whereas with with Tyrion, it becomes a bit more of a begrudging friendship, 
Um, with this one, there, there's there's um, there's mutual, there's respect from the start, and I think that that plays a huge part in how this sort of the relationship sets up. Yes, definitely. So looking forward to their adventures. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and then yeah, all of this stuff, as I say, though it's it's great and i'm looking forward to, to jamie and bron setting off but you just can't help but feel this is all kind of redundant because this is cersei's own doing so she totally deserves this mm. like she she should have saved oberyn it's as simple as that um and, and, and we said this we'll... at the time when his death when his death came about like it made no fucking sense this yeah. storyline has been cut off at the knees so, it, it has, and I mean, it's 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 almost like, um, no pun intended, they're flogging a dead horse, yeah. uh, in, in trying to keep it going. And I mean, we when we come to um, to dawn, um, and you've got um, the, the conversation between Elaria and uh, Prince Doran, he's like, he died in a com in a trial by combat. There's no murder involved. It was just you no know, his own yeah, fucking hubris and all done. the rest of it. Yeah, I, I can't, no, there's nothing I can do about it apart from declare war for something I can't really declare war for. Yeah, it's done. The storyline is done. Yeah. Um, yeah, by their own hand, you know, and it saves probably from the book. I don't know, but I, I don't imagine I ra- so because there's too there's too much world building goes on yeah. with Dawn in this season. I I ranted enough about it last season. Um, <laughs> you know my feelings, but look, it gives us the action and adventure hour with with Jamie and Bron, so that's yeah. fine. Um, speaking of action and adventure hour, um, Dario leads a, a troop of men looking for Sons of the Harpies, and Dario stabbing through the wall is yes. just fucking awesome yeah that's that's some next level batman shit i again like we are so in tune on these episodes because i have literally written dario stabbing through the wall is awesome that's some serious batman shit right there like <laughs> it it literally is where he just comes in and goes uh you know you've forgotten how to hide kind of yeah. thing and just you or you've no reason to hide so you've forgotten yes, how something yeah, like yeah, that, because, yeah because you, you don't know fear you've forgotten how to hide that's and it you just know you just sort of stabs into the wall and the wall crashes down. It's amazing. Yeah, he's he's awesome. And again, my thoughts on him have been made abundantly clear in previous episodes. Like this, Dario is so much better than the first one that we had. Like he's, yeah. he's just seriously fucking cool and immensely entertaining to watch. Um, we get sense spoken then by Barriston. Um, yep. You know, he's he's banging the drum about fair trial. You know, he give him a fair trial, but no one wants to hear it. Yeah. Um, you know, Danny just she just doesn't want to know. You know, the, the problem is she doesn't want to. Ha- she doesn't want to stand up in front of a group of people and have a debate. I mean, she's she she's no, she's kind of infected the city now as well, though, isn't she? Because everybody else is saying, "Well, why should he have a fair trial? We should just make an example of him." And it's well, just... well, yeah. I mean, if if you look at every time we see her with her council, whoever they are over the next couple of seasons, it will improve once people get there. Um, but generally, up until now, we have peasant problems, or we have the equivalent of a small council meeting and everybody's bipping at her to do one thing and she's damned up for doing it. Then somebody talks a bit of sense and she climbs down. She doesn't want to, ha- she doesn't have the courage of any conviction to, to actually argue back. No, other than you no, know, she's, I'm in charge. Well, are you we'll fucking act like it then? No. And you know, so we, you know, we get Barristan talks a lot of sense about having, about a fair trial. Um, everybody's arguing. She kicks everybody out. He, he stays behind and says, look, you can't now, this. Do is this. where it gets weird, though, isn't it? Because mm. I, I was just about to say, everything you said I agree with in that, you know, the past couple of seasons, in fact, because it was happening with Jorah as well. She'd make a decision. It would be a poor decision. Someone would talk her out of it and she would back yeah. down instantly. Um, now here, I, and, and there was very rarely any kind of real reasoning for it. 
Now, here you kind of think you're going to get the same thing, okay? It's set up like Barson saying, we need to have a fair trial. She doesn't want to hear it. She kicks everyone out. And so you're expecting him to just instantly flick the switch again and for him to go, and for her to go, oh, okay, then, yeah, we'll give him a fair trial. Mm. But they don't do that. They actually, what they do here is what they should have done all along with those other ones. He doesn't just convince her with with hollow words and just say you know this is what you need to do because i'm older and wiser than you no he starts drawing comparisons to the mad king and essentially yeah. warning here and say basically saying like look i can see it in you yeah this is a, and again to us as an audience starting to paint that picture yeah. like why anyone would be surprised at where she goes is beyond yeah. me because again the warning sign is here he is literally warning us that she is going to go the way of the Mad King. Yeah, this, um, this is what we call a fucking signpost. Yes. Now, she, she hears him out and agrees to a trial, um, which, again, fine, because what he's done and the way he's done that makes sense. It yeah. makes sense that she would understand that. But because her character's been so inconsistent earlier, it just kind of falls a bit flat, and I don't think it has the weight that perhaps it should. Because, as you said, it is literally a signpost. It is This is what is going on with Danny. She yeah, is, this she's is what got this in her. Yeah. Yes. Um, so it's a, it's a shame that I think what is a very good scene, and it is very good between the two of them, yes. is undone by how inconsistent she's been in previous weeks, where everybody else can just talk her out of anything yeah. because she's so weak-willed yeah um and i, th- I think i mean it, prior to that i mean when, when everybody's there and they're arguing so you, you've you've got the the guy whose father was a slave master who she allowed to um she allowed him to take him down and bury him because he was opposed to the slave trade and all this sort of stuff the other guy i can't remember who he was the younger guy but they're on they're kind of arguing the same thing in a different way and it, it seems like it confuses the shit out of her yeah because she doesn't know where to come down on it because there's not really, you no. Know, there's there's Barristan's side, then there's one side and, and, and a third, there's a second side and a third side. And she's just like, I don't know what the fuck to do because I'm not a leader, I'm, I'm a silly little girl who's out of my depth. Um, and it's kind of difficult. I think that's kind of why she kicks him out because she doesn't, she doesn't know how to admit she doesn't know what she's doing. So by kicking her out and then Barristan seizing on that and going, well, this is, this is what I can see, this is what's going to happen, I can see it happening. It's dumb. It's, it's it's almost just like a concession that she doesn't have a fucking clue. Yeah, yeah, which she doesn't blatantly. Um, so okay, so that, let let's park Danny there, I think, because we'll come back to her. Uh, yeah. In the well, we we'll come back to her quite a bit this season as well, but we'll yes. come back to her again in this episode. Um, so we'll move on with we get a scene with Varys and Tyrion next, yeah. and it's much more deftly handled than last week. Um, it's quite entertaining and again this you know they do what they need to do to move their story forward we're starting to peel back the layers a bit with them and their relationship but also we get again just like with um with jamie cutting to braun earlier on we get a fantastic yes and it's it's just it's a gag more than anything but it's so well done you know where he says how many dwarves are there in the world is cersei going to kill them all cut to beheaded dwarf yeah um great just very very funny um yeah. that was a spit take moment from me yeah um, uh, yeah that was that was a really fun as i said earlier on but there were a couple of moments in the, in this episode that was one of them and again the way that the that's it the whole scene is handled so um the fact that no sources are no i won't i won't kill you it might put off people might pull people put people off from trying to find him and they're no they're, obviously they're very grateful and then she'll take the head with you and kylie says oh i'll have that 
Yes. Don't know. And, and then so I'll put it over there then. You heard it. Um, and it, it, the whole scene, it's it's what, 30 seconds? Yeah, but it's very, very it's, funny. Yeah, it's very, it's funny. It's short. It's to the point. It, it, it moves that, you know, it, it moves away from that bit of the episode, which you you ran the risk with that scene with Virus and Terry. It's a good scene, but it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't lead into anything. No. And these, this, this it, scene with Cersei, it's, it's a nice interstitial. Yes. These two, when they're together for the next couple of episodes, in fact, um, always tread a very fine line between sort of giving us what we need and entertaining us because Tyrion is an entertaining character and just being very heavy uh, and boring. And last week they were that. This week they managed to pull it back the other way. Um, they, they don't get too in-depth. They keep it nice and light. Um, we get what we need, we get out and we get a gag with it. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're actually getting some good work done in this episode now, you know, sure. Yeah. Shy of that little misstep with Danny, most of what we've had since the opening has been very, very good. Uh, and then, because it's Game of Thrones, then we have to undo it all with with singular lines, really. You know, Cersei sat at the head of the small council and says, clearly it would not be appropriate for a woman to take this role. Uh, talking about Hand of the King. Yeah. Um, why? But I, I don't give me a good I, reason why a woman can't be the hand of the king. Why? There's, there's, there's no reason whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. but I, I do think that actually, given the audience she's got, I guess she's pandering. She is pandering, and I I do actually go on in the notes to you know I've written for fuck's sake. However, she then goes on to, with one exception, just own the room. Yeah, she knows exactly what she's doing, and yeah, she whether, knows what everybody wants and how and how to how, and to, how make to give them. it to them. Yeah, and whether how, she's how to... wearing the hand or not, she is the hand. It's as yeah. simple as that. Well, well, that's it. And I mean, obviously, we we didn't know John Aaron. We came to the story after John Aaron's death. Uh, Ned was fucking useless as as hand. But we you know we've we've had some very good hands. So Tyrion was a good hand. Tywin was a good hand, and they knew how to play the game. They knew how to maneuver things in particular ways to to promote whatever agenda it was. Be it you no. Know, Trying to um, trying to win a war with Stannis uh, or a battle with Stannis, whether it's whether it's you know, a marriage alliance with the Tyrells, they they've done things of, that have worked, and obviously Cersei's seen that, and she's probably the most adept at these political situa- uh, situations of any any of these hands we've seen. But we, we never get a chance to see her because she's always got to be she's always the, the the queen or the queen mother. She's she's the king's wife. She's not allowed to be in that position, and she's never really given that opportunity. So yeah. I think we don't get masses of it, I don't think, in, in this season either, because this season kind of goes downhill for it, doesn't it? Um, but it's one of those whereby when we do see these moments with her, we're reminded why she is such a fucking force of nature as a character. Yeah, she, oh, she's brilliant in this scene. She's absolutely brilliant. I just, that line just doesn't sit right with me. As I say, it's it's made up for by the fact that she then proceeds to be the hand of the king, whether yeah. Whether it's pinned on her or not, you know, she's yeah. sat in a chair, she's she's fulfilling the role. Uh, it just feels like a line that's entirely, it's just not needed. It's, just <laughs> it's not. as simple I mean, as that. The, the whole pandering thing, I think, you no, know, she doesn't she doesn't need to be, to demean or belittle herself in that way. No. All she has to do is say, no, it, it's not for me to do it. There are, no, there are far greater people who could do the role or yeah. whatever, just something to, something to tie her without saying, well, I'm just a you know, meek and pathetic woman. What do I know? And it is that. That is very much the connotation. And I just think this scene would have worked equally as well without that line. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so it just, 
leaves a sour taste in my mouth, if I'm honest. But it's not I mean, the first time, and it won't be the last. No, and I mean, the so, rest of the scene is really good. I don't know, the, the stuff with uh, with Terrell, where she says, yeah. not only be master, you'd be master of, co- of coin, but you'll be master of something else now as well, or whatever. No, so there's the, she, she again, he, he's... A, no, he he's a bit of a social climber. He likes the status. He likes the accolades. He likes the fact that he's you no, know, he's so close with the royal family and and no, so in no, so intrinsic to running the realm. And then you've got um, Kyburn coming in. It's no, he's going to be master of whispers, um, which just puts um, Pycelle's nose at a joint, which again is you no know, something that she wants. You no, know, she's always happy to do because he's a twat. Um, and then the fly in the ointment is her uncle, who's basically like, I can see what you're up to because I know who your father was and I know exactly where you've learned it from, and it kind of pisses on her parade a little bit yeah um but i mean it's fine she needs a bit of conflict i i think the scene is it's good it's really really good mm. just that line sticks in my teeth and it's it, it, we won't see the juxtaposition until next week but i actually think we get a nice juxtaposition with john and the night's watch with this next week as well where right, he has okay. to handle things entirely differently but we'll talk about that next week remind me uh yeah. to, to call back to this scene uh, i'm sure i'll remember anyway but we do get a nice kind of juxtaposition to it uh which again is one of those things where knowing even though i haven't read them knowing how the books are written i can see how it would have worked as an intended juxtaposition yeah. in that you would get a chunk of cersei and then a chunk of john and maybe they were side by side uh but it hasn't panned out that way in the show but the, the scenes are clearly meant to mirror each other right. uh so speaking of which we go over to um to the night's watch now and we get actually quite a prolonged scene for gilly which is nice it's nice to see gilly have something to do outside of being a damsel in distress we just yes. get a nice lightweight scene with it doesn't really add much um but it's just it's just nice to get to know Gilly a bit as a character to have her just not be miserable or afraid. Yeah, um, it's it's just quite nice, and you know it's, she's actually quite funny. You know the pointed comment she throws to Sam where she's talking uh, about I forget forget a name. What's the daughter's name? Sheree. Um, Sheree, that's it. Uh, where where she's talking to Sam and she says to Sheree, uh, you know, you're a wonderful teacher. You're very patient. Yeah. And she sort of looks daggers at Sam, you know, insinuating he's not. It's, it's just a nice little scene between the two of them. Yeah, it um, is. Between the three of them, actually, it works really well. Um, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, it's a nice scene. Um, again, it's 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 nice to see Sam developing as well because, we I mean, we've not really seen Sam hit the books yet. No. Um, no, and like, is... you know, we, we've we've always had the fact that he's not a fighter, he's not a cook, he's not really a steward, he's not really anything, but he's fucking clever and he's well read. But we've not seen any of that yet. So the fact that he's on a bit of downtime and he's in the library reading about previous um, uh, Lord Commanders, it's a, no, it's a re- it's really nice to see him getting something up because obviously he in the next well by the end of this season he will have a mission of his own as a member of the Night's Wash. Um, and going forward, he will know he will have quite a key role, um, and that all kind of starts here. And us seeing him doing this work, this groundwork now. Yeah, no, it's good. I, I mean, we've said before, you know, that I think both of us sort of have a bit of a soft spot for Sam. Really, um, I have and a it's, soft spot. Sam's fat and useless. He's me. Uh, yeah, he's an everyman, isn't he? Yeah. Um, it's it's just that. Yeah, you're right. They do struggle occasionally to find things for him to do. Uh, well, I mean, all too often he's be been the comic relief, hasn't he? All too often yes. he's been. No, I mean, we've talked about this on, on on other shows as well, whereby he's the fat lad who falls over and everybody laughs at him. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's nice to see him getting no getting a bit, something to stick his teeth into. That's not a no, chicken leg. Yeah, 
definitely. Um, so yeah, nice scene. Um, everyone grows a little bit. Uh, then we get um, just a, a great little just little bit of seed in and just a nice little i suppose if you've read the books just a nice little easter egg where we see we see uh or we get read a note from yeah. leanna moment yes uh which is which is just nice you know having watched forward in the show to hear that name crop up it was the first time i went ah okay because of course on the first watch through yeah that didn't register with me no, at all. not at all uh whereas here now you, you know who that is so you're like ah okay right um, so yeah, that, that's nice. It's a great, and it's a great introduction to her character. Actually, a lot is said in that note about her character. Yeah, we understand who she is instantly when she talks about how the North will stand and everything. Yeah. Um, so by the time we do meet her later on, we've we've had that prep. Um, yeah. So Although it's it's far it's it's subtle enough and it's far enough forward that by the time she turns up, you've forgotten. She's easily forgotten. Yeah, yeah. I I had on a first watch through, as I say, it was just I yeah. hear it this time. Went, ah, okay. Um, so that is this shows, as we've said before, both blessing and curse is that they're able to do things like this. But then because it'll be so far down the road before we meet her, we'll have forgotten who she is. Unless you're literally watching it, you know, season one through eight in one long go. Yeah. Um, or, you you know, or you're on the second watch through. So, yeah, this scene there, John is basically offered everything he's ever wanted yeah. by Stannis um, and refuses. So again, he's you know like I was saying last week when we get the decision he he made you know with with uh, shooting uh, Mans Raider it's it's doing what is right you know it's it's yeah. not about the war and it's not about who's who's going to sit on the throne and it's not about politics it's about the greater good with yeah. John. Well, I say it's it's not even about him. It's not no. It, as I said, you know, it, it's it's everything he ever wanted, but he sees there's a bigger picture. And yeah. no, he, no, he's he's not thinking about the Iron Throne. He's not thinking about that. He's literally thinking about, right? Okay, there's fucking blue-eyed zombies coming to kill everybody. I'm not really interested in them, in any any of the rest of it. I just want to make sure that we all live. Yeah, and I think it's also, um, I to me, it's certainly played this way. Anyway, it's not necessarily in the text, so I'm going to give credit to Kit Harrington here. But I think there's also an element of it being played that this isn't Stannis's to give. Yeah. This is Ned's to give, and now it'll never be given by Ned. So yeah. it's well, I mean, kind I, I, of a hollow victory. It is. And it you kind of get the you get the exchange. I can't remember if it's the, the very next scene or if it's a little bit later on, but where um, he's talking to Sam in the mess hall before the vote. Um, and he's sort of explaining you know, that all he ever wanted was for Ned to ask the king to legitimise him. Yeah. And this is, this is it on a silver fucking platter. But it's probably fifteen years too late. There's and too it's much, hollow. There's too much, yeah, it's, it's hollow, and there's too much water under the bridge for it to mean anything. Because he can, you know, he can be given, he can be Lord of Winterfell, he can be, you know, Warden of the North, and the damn things come over the wall and eat everybody. Oh, it's it's not even that. It's he's being given this title by the king uh, because it suits the king's purpose and suits yeah. his politics. It's not about the title. It's not about being. John Stark rather than John Snow. It's about being Ned Stark's son, mm. and he can never be that now because Ned Stark is dead, and he'll never be able to ask for that for him. And that's what it is. It's it's not about being legitimized. It's about Ned legitimizing him, and he'll never have that. So he'll always be a little bit lost, and mm. that's why John's ending is perfect. And I'll argue that point again 
when we get there in a few years' time. It, it's almost perfect. Well, there, there are things leading up to it that aren't yeah. perfect, but his actual ending is perfect. Oh, yeah. yeah his, um, his last scene is spot on. Yeah, couldn't end any other way for him. Uh, so, yeah, but there you go. For now, turn Stannis down flat. Um, and then we sort of instantly move on and get the, the counterpoint to that. But there, there's a few things leading up to it. So, first of all, Sam, we just said about Sam growing as a character and him humiliating, uh, is it Janice, isn't it? Yeah, Janice um, Lind. Yeah, yeah, it, it's great. Like it really shows how much he's grown in that battle. How much Sam has found his feet. Yeah, you know, it, he's, it he's not and... just taking it on the chin now. He's throwing barbs back out there. Well, so it's not just the battle either. It's the fact that you no, know, he's he now has more more real world experience than most of the people in that room. Yes, it's the fact that he's earned his place there now. Yeah, he he has, and no, he he's not one of the new recruits anymore. He's been there for a while. He's been out. He's seen things. He's killed a White Walker. No, nobody else can say that at this stage. Yeah. But not only that, he survived the battle with with um, with the wildlings. No, when you know, the invading things and all, he got through all of that. And, and not only that, he you no, know, he's got the confidence of the fact that you no, know, he's he rescued Gilly. He did, you know, he's doing the things that John would do. He's being noble. He's doing the right thing. So all of a sudden, he's using the fact that he is intelligent. He does have an intellect. He does have a wit that he's not had a chance to exercise before because he's always having his ass kicked. All of a sudden, he's in a far better position, and we're in a better better position as a viewer to empathise with him. If all of us, if we hadn't seen that, if we just seen him being the whipping boy for four years, then all of a sudden he starts throwing shit and you know, throwing shit like that. Nobody's going to buy it. But we've yeah. seen him grow into that. We've seen him evolve. Probably a handful of incidents over the four seasons have just really, have really sort of you know, grabbed him by the scruff of the neck and pulled him up to a point now where, okay, he, he's he's never going to compete with the likes of John, but. He would make a very good chief steward or a grand maester. No, he he has those. No, he has those leadership qualities himself. Yes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, he's he's likable. He's confident. He's knowledgeable. Yes, he could be a leader. You're right. Um, so I think that's why then you know he nominates John. Um, yeah. And John's again credit to Kit Harrington. John's reactionary shots to this are perfect. Yeah. He doesn't say anything. He takes it in. He doesn't want it, but he knows yeah. he's earned it. And yeah. it's played exactly that way. It's played with a little bit of, okay, then. You know, it's just like, okay, I get it. I've earned it. And I think for John, he knows that this can further his goal. He can be the change that he wants to see in the Night's Watch. Yeah, He can lead the charge against the Whites if he's leading the Night's Watch. So he'll take it. But he would never have asked for it. No, absolutely. And the fact that when Sam starts speaking, he's like, shut the fuck up, dude. Sit down. Yeah. Yeah. Just he would fucking shut up. He would never ask for it because he doesn't want any part of the politics. But it's earned. He has earned this and he's got the respect of his peers. Yeah. Um, and the thing as well that we had in the scene early on with Stannis as well, where they're talking about um, uh, Alistair Thorne and saying that, you know, he's probably going to win and he may, you know, life will be very difficult for you and all the rest of it. And he accepts that because this is his sworn duty and he know he knows this is where he belongs. He knows this is where he can make a difference. Um, and he's accepting of that because that's the way he's been brought up. He's humble. He's not, you know, he, he has this humility and you get the impression that it would be very tempting when he wins the vote to be an absolute dickwad to Thorne, but that's not who he is. So he's going to you know he's not going to go out of his way to humiliate him or to get, get any revenge. He's just, you know, look, look, we're on the same side. Let's just fucking do the job. Yeah. 
and and that's obviously that's what's going to be you know, going to be his undoing later on. Um, but it, again, it's it's a it's a testament to to, his, to the character that when Sam nominates John, Thorne's first thing is to go on the offensive. He's not good enough. He you know, he fucked a wildling girl. I've I've spent my life trying to kill them and defend defend everybody from the wildlings. He's off fucking them and making deals with them. And it's straight on the offensive. It's straight. It's 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 almost Trumpian. Um, yes. It's, what can I do to discredit my opponent? Not what can I do to further sell myself? What can I to show the sort of man I am, the sort of leader I will be? No, it's he's a fucking disgrace. You can't vote for him because he's not me. Yeah, yeah. It's this whole and it spans two episodes now. This kind of battle for power. With, well, I mean, it'll go on longer than that. But this yeah. this initial kind of political battle for power stands spans two episodes. And um, yeah, you're right. It it is very much. It's, it's when would this have been originally here? Would it? No, it would have been prior to Trump's campaign. But there is no, definitely this was, a, this was April twenty fifteen. So I mean, okay. it, he didn't he didn't announce he was running until the end of twenty fifteen. I don't think, but he would have been doing the rounds for a while before then. But it, it's the, that sort of politician you see it all over the world. It's not just Trump; every fucker does it. No, no, no. But it's, it's, it's um, the best example. But it, yeah, it yeah. it has got that. Yeah, it, it's got that about it, hasn't it? It's got a very kind of right-wing, white-collar, elitist kind of well, it's, it's, uh, it, candidate know running it's, against your, your kind your of... underdog. More, yeah, your underdog, your blue-collar yeah, your man of the people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. and it, yeah it, it is. And it's it's uh, it's almost that I can't I can't win honestly. I can't know. If, if I stand on my merits, yes, I know. No, okay, I'm not talking about Trump here. I'm talking about Thorne. But yes, okay, I've done a lot of good things. No, we, we had a battle, which... no. The Castle Black was invaded and on my watch, and I held it. And no, he did no. fucking well. We pointed that out at yeah, the time we, we as did. well. And the only reason that I wasn't more involved in the battle is that is because I was injured defending yeah. you fuckers. Yeah. And no, it, it's all it's almost like he's demanding loyalty rather than commanding it. Yes. And I think that that's that's where he goes wrong. Um, and I think it's yeah, you know, it, it's it's a very you know, it's certainly a very knowing political tactic now, whereby. Rather than rather than bigging yourself up, you beat your opponent down. Yes, yeah, uh, and that's definitely what he's doing here. Whereas again, John just stays quiet. Yeah, he doesn't get involved. It's just um, like, it is what it is. Just fucking vote. Yeah, and actually has the opportunity to beat him down uh, in next week's episode, and, and we'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah, I, um, I haven't watched ahead yet, so I don't. I know. Sorry, whenever I watch ahead, I, because I can see the through line coming, I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, I see where this is going. Hang on, sorry, um, the, the what line? Yeah, there is one. There is one. On are you sure? In, in Game yeah. of Thrones, are you sure? Particularly with John's story, believe it or not, as I've said several times, which is yeah. why John is the lead of the show and should be treated with more fucking respect. Yeah, and then when we come, when we come to John's end, and we'll, we'll talk about the conversation we had about two hours ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> was it more long after, three hours ago. Yeah. yeah um, so, yeah, I mean, I've, I've not watched ahead yet, so I, um, I'll watch next week's um, before, before we record. Um, but, yeah, it's... And it is interesting. It's it's good to see. Obviously, again, you're just seeing John. Again, we talked about last week. He how he's evolved, how he's matured, how he's he is now seeing the bigger picture. Because in the first season, he was very quick. He wasn't as bad as Rob, and he wasn't as bad as Theon, but he was still quite quick to run his mouth. He was still quite quick to to react to things. Yeah, well, he was a child. Whereas, yeah, and now he's just by no. I mean, he's still a child, more or less. But by the weight of his experiences, um, yes. the fact that he's seen he's seeing political machinations where but no his father was was executed because some no because his politics didn't align with somebody else's his brother then went to war and ended up on the wrong side of political double dealing he's growing up he's growing into this role and 
for all no, for all the action we've had, all, everything we've we've seen him go through, there's also this intellectual maturation as well, which isn't really expected. But by you no, know, all of a sudden he you no, know, he's he's stoic. He doesn't get involved in the debates. He doesn't get involved in the arguments. It's just look, fights come in. Let's fuck no, let's do the fight, and we can do the talking later. Let's just win no, win the fight. You know, keep everything taking over. Let's not die, and then we can sort, sort otherwise in the way of us later on. Um, and I don't think we'd have had that from John in the past. And I think that as he has his character grows and his arc goes through, he becomes a bit too. On occasions, he becomes a bit too self-righteous with it. I think he becomes a bit too broody and a bit too, um, bit too, bit too knowing. But that's something we'll broody. get to. We'll, we'll yeah. get to that when we get to it. Um, but I mean, certainly for now, we're, we're at a good point for John, and his, his arc seems to be working quite well, which is one of the few people we can say that for. Yeah, definitely, and, and yeah, because he's I, got one. Yeah, and I agree with everything you said. You know, he's gone from child to man via the actions and experiences that he's had, particularly the action that he had with Egret in the cave. Um, she made him a man. Uh, okay, moving on quickly. Um, Arya cutting the head off the pigeon. Uh, yeah. We've already briefly alluded to it, but yeah, awesome. Nice little callback and just a really cool scene. Um, yeah. it just I'm really well executed as well. Um, well, the pigeon? Well, yes. Like, it's a neat cut. The sound is awesome. Like the, little is, fe- the little feather as well got me. The little one yeah, just, the, the sound, up. everything about it. The sound design is great. The head pops off in a satisfying manner. I can't believe that's a sentence I just came out with. Um, really, really cool. Just a really, really cool little scene. Um, and then, you know, it builds into this kind of tense standoff with her as well, where by this point now, knowing what we know about Arya as well, we've, we've sort of had these standoffs with her before and it's always kind of been on a bit of a knife edge. And we've always thought, like, you know, we've seen her get into these situations and get in trouble and be captured and things as well. But by well, this she, point... She's always, she's always been a bit scrappy too, hasn't she? She has. But I think by this point now, we know enough about her for us to just be in a corner to the point of going, like, oh, dudes, seriously, just just back the fuck away. Yeah, just don't bother. Yeah, because she is going to hand you your fucking ass now. And there's a little bit of you going, like, oh, go on, are you? Just fuck them up. Just, yeah. We've got to that point with her now where you just want to see her fuck people up. Well, well, yeah, you, are, you always want to see her do a bit of a Zorro and put an A on somebody's cheek. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you are just thinking, like, oh, just shut up, you idiots. And, yeah. and there's just, this, yeah, this little bit of dramatic irony that we have now as an audience, knowing that, yes, she's a little girl, so everybody's picking on her, but actually she could absolutely just fucking obliterate them. Um, yeah. Sadly, that doesn't happen because Jack and Hagar or whatever he no actually one. is... Like it just shows up. He's not Jack and Hagar. He's a, he's a man. Uh, you know, a man is not Jack and Hagar, is he? So, no. Christ, I'm fed up with this bullshit already. I'm fed up with myself saying it out loud. <laughs> I really well, am. Yeah, it's, it's the whole talking in riddles thing, and it? it's just fucking annoying. It's unnecessary. It's, it, yeah, it's just bullshit. Like it's... even the whole, the whole thing of no, oh yeah, we we don't have names because we're assassins and no, we can't afford to, for people to know who we are. That's fine. I you know there's a logic to that, but. A man has no name. A girl can have no name. If a girl comes in, a girl will learn to be no one. Well, fuck that. No, she's still going to be Arya Stark. No one. She's Arya Stark. It's vital to her story. But like, even even if you look at the the through line of this of this particular story arc, the you know the um, House of Black and White, the the um, the, the many faced God, all that. Okay, Jacques and Hagar isn't Jacques and Hagar. He's a man, but he still has a name. He still goes by Jacques and Hagar. Yeah, the, the girl, the the girl who serves the one who um, gets into the fight with Arya, and, um, the waif. Yeah, yeah, the waif. She is known as the waif, so she may not have a name anymore, but she's still the waif. 
still, yeah. still has to be known as something. And part of that is because you can't write a book about people without giving them some form of signifier, even yeah. if it's not a name. You have to give them some sort of identifier marker. But whatever, you know, even if you don't, they don't have a name, she, you know, she, you know, she might not be the waif, but she might be the blonde. Yeah. He might, you know, he might be the doorman. He might be the gatekeeper. He might be whatever. There's you still there's still some way somebody will know who they are in some capacity. So it yes. doesn't make any fucking sense. And she will always be Arya Stark. She has to be. It, it's yeah, you're right. She will always be Arya Stark. But it's not even about that. It is so fucking vital to who she is. Yeah. Like that's like saying you know Batman isn't Bruce Wayne. Like the whole <laughs> reason he's Batman is because he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> And his parents were murdered. And it's the same fucking thing here. She's Arya Stark. She's on a vengeance mission because she's seen, she's seen her father executed in front of her very fucking eyes. Yeah. Everything she's ever known was stolen away from her. Now, it, it's vital that she remembers who she is. It is. One thing I don't get with her list, right? And I meant to say this earlier, I forgot. So Cersei, understandable. Yeah. Yeah. Walder Frey, understandable. Why the fuck isn't Roose Bolton on that list? Does she know really though what's going on with Bruce Bolton at this point? Well, I don't know because she was she was there, wasn't she? She was at the twins. She was. But she she'd have seen the Bolton soldiers turning on the Stark soldiers. Yes. Even if she didn't see the act if she didn't she didn't see the act of him stabbing Rob or no one of his men cutting Kat's throat, she will have seen his men, his soldiers setting fire to the Stark soldiers. But isn't it more that she's holding Frey responsible for that, though. Well, that isn't doesn't she? really no, that doesn't really hold her elsewhere, does it? No, she no. got Mary Trant on this because he killed a fucking dance teacher. True. You know, the guy who betrayed and murdered his brother. I, I mean, know. maybe, maybe it's because she just knows she can't fuck with the Bolton. I mean, maybe. You know, I, I, I don't know. Is the honest answer? Maybe he should be on there, but then the list. A, the list would be very long. It's already it long, long enough. And B, I don't know if kind of rhythmically that upsets the nice kind of canter that that list has when you say it out loud. If you all of a sudden chuck Roos Bolton in there... That's, but it know. doesn't have to be... It could just be Roos, couldn't it? Or could it just be Bolton? Could be, yeah, could be Roos or could be Bolton. But it, what I'm saying is there's a lot of syllables there if you throw Roos Bolton in. Well, which, Cersei, Walder yeah. Frey, Merin Trant, The Mountain. Yeah, I just... I don't know. I In my head, it upsets it if you throw Roos it's, Bolton. It's, it's, it's three syllables, same as most of the others. The only one that's not is Cersei. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, he's anyway, not on the list. <laughs> he's not on the list, and he fucking should be. His name's yeah. not down, but he should be coming in. Yes. Um, I've written something here, and I can't read my fucking handwriting. <laughs> so, um, something about something being beautifully framed and involving a body. Um, uh, uh, I don't know. The body and the something is beautifully framed. I don't know. Let's see. Um, I can't read my handwriting. So There was a nice shot. I can't remember where we are in the story. Uh, it, it will either be at the House of Black and White or it will be over with Danny, but I don't know. Is it with, is it with the, um, the the son of the harpy where he gets murdered? Might be. I don't know. I it's gone. It's gone. It's been a couple of days since I watched it. It was just a visual thing anyway, so you know, nothing important like narrative. Um, What's that? Yeah, because they don't care in the show. Um, so, But anyway, we're back over with Danny now, and Basically, like if we read between the lines here, well, you don't even have to read between the lines. It's and, and there's no basically about this. This is actually what's happened. Um, Danny started a fucking civil war now, is yeah. what she's done. <laughs> like she's literally, she's such a bad ruler. She's been in charge for what, a month or two, maybe? I don't know. Okay, uh, well, let, let's, let's see if we can put this in a slightly more modern context. Okay. 
Somebody goes into somewhere they don't belong, mm-hmm. starts a war, mm-hmm. spends fucking years upset in the apple cart, and then pisses off without having, having won anything. Does that sound like Vietnam to anybody else? A little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, she's she's kind of gone in and she again the, the biggest problem with with Danny is that she's idealistic to the point of naivety. She believe she goes in and she she believes she's liberating these people and she believes she can go in and impose and Im, impose laws on the people who would seek to oppress others, not realizing that that's an oppressive move. Well, it's the mark of a good villain, isn't it? She well, genuinely yeah. believes, she believes that her she's actions in the right. are just. Yeah, yeah she, she believes she's in the right. She believes that she's going. She's her being there is for the good of those people. She is for the good of the many, not the few. Well, I mean, um, she's the, she's the white Jesus. We've well, already yeah, established that. that. Yeah, there is that. Um, white female Jesus, don't forget. Yeah, um, that's a good name for a punk band. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it's it, it's 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 no, it. You're right. She's gone in there and she has started a full a full scale civil war. And like where she went to the last place, which I can't remember, was it Pentos? That's a camera in it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, something like that. When she went to the last place where the magician E type people tried to kill her, or not kill her, but imprison her. When she went there, she did the same thing. She liberated them, and then as soon as she let took her eye off the ball, they rose up and took it back. And she had to send people to try and sort it out. And it's kind of like here. She she comes in, she makes a big sweeping gesture, but then isn't able to follow it through and control matters. Because no. she doesn't know how to do that. She doesn't know how to she doesn't know how to lead diplomatically, she doesn't know how to lead politically, she doesn't know how to lead fairly. All she sees is people are being wronged. I'm going to put it right. And, and she carries that through here. Like someone someone is awaiting trial and is murdered. Yeah. Yes. Right? But the murderer then is instantly condemned to death by yeah, her. Yeah, doesn't get a fair trial. So how is that justice? It, yeah, exactly. This, this goes back on everything we had earlier. And we, we said earlier on that she didn't immediately make a U-turn, which she normally does. But yeah. come the end of the episode, she has made that U-turn. She's, not, she's gone away from... Well, we were gonna we were gonna give him a fair trial. We we're gonna give the other one a fair trial, but somebody took that opportunity away from him. So let's flog the fucker. It's just yeah, I, it's, it's bollocks. Just, yeah, it's just that I have I've lost control of the situation. This is my this is the only way I understand. And whether that's because her brother was no, her brother raised her and he was a complete cockwomble, or whether she you no know, her her experience of life and leadership and all the rest of it has come from the Dothraki, and that's what they do. They fucking slaughter people. I I don't know whether it's her immaturity or her uh, naivety or her bloodlust. I can't quite work out what it is, but she always reverts to this: "I will fight. You know, I will fight any injustice with fire and brimstone." Yeah. And but I will I will frame it you know, in my mind. I am doing the I'm doing right. I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing good. I am helping people, not realizing she's causing more fucking problems for anybody than she will ever solve, and that will carry through right and through the end of her story. I will take what is mine with fire and blood. Hmm, Just yeah. your season reminder there. Uh, <laughs> you'll hear it at least once a season from me. Um, and just to, just to double down on that as well, and I don't know if this was intentional, but because it's been such a big through line of the show, even though it was only mentioned once, for some reason it resonated with me, and maybe it's because it was Ned and it's, it's Sean Bean, and it says a lot about his character and the Starks, but... He who passes sentence swings the sword. Don't forget, yeah. and yeah, Danny very, does very not. first scene, and Danny does not because she is a dishonourable despot, basically. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. So she doesn't swing the sword. She gets somebody else to do it for her. Uh, now remember that again in the weeks to come. Uh, <laughs> so 
yeah, so that all happens, and that's just a great big mess. Um, Danny's yeah. story was starting to look, as I say, at one point earlier in the episode with Barrison, it was starting to look like something interesting might happen, and she might be called to task for a few things. But no, instead, she just starts a civil war, and, you know, if you want to end a civil war, tell you what, why don't we just kill everyone? That'll do it, won't it? Pretty much, yeah. There's a name for that. What is, what is it? Um, it? Oh, let's see. Oh, genocide. Um, that's the word. I, I, was, I was going to call it season eight, but we'll get to that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's genocide before season eight. Well, yeah, uh, that's true. There is actual genocide. Um, yes, there is. Yeah. We'll point that out when we come to it. I'm sure we don't have to. Um, <laughs> so last shot, though, of the uh, of this episode looks fucking great. Beautiful. Again, yes, it just looks like amazing. When she, when she goes down into the chambers, like the dragon coming back and crawling over the, the top of the, the building. Pyramid, beautiful. Yeah. What the fuck is the point, though? I have no idea. Um, I mean, is this meant to symbolise how close she is to becoming the Mad King because now she's commanding the dragons? I don't, I don't or are she, they intended to foreshadow because... season eight because the dragon sort of takes off and flies over the city? But whatever I, I, that intent is, it's not clear, is it? No, it's it's not. And I think the the problem is that we've had it. St- we had at the end of last season in, in peasant problems. We've had, uh, well, with the uh, the child that was burned. We were reminded last week that no. She had a, a dead child's bones dropped at her feet, and Drogon hasn't been seen since. Yeah. Leave him the fuck away until you need him. Yeah, because just bringing him back now—that's yeah. just pointless. That's it's that's cool. that's the CGI budget's too high, and we we got to spend it otherwise we'll lose it. Yeah, I mean, it's cool and all, but I don't get what that's telling us, and no, so it nothing. makes for a very flat ending. Yeah. I mean, look. Here you go. You want to spend some CGI. You want to tie the episode up nicely and give us a better ending. Why didn't you go back and spend a bit of time with John and see what he's thinking about and just give us a fucking shot with Ghost? Yeah. Because at least that might tie things up. Or really speaking, if you want to tie the episode up, you go back to the House of Black and White and end with fucking Arya. Yeah. Just, oh, you yeah. could have you could have moved these scenes around and ended with Jack and Agar offering to take Arya in, finally. That's that's the ideal place you end the episode because you start with her wanting to get into the house of black and white. Yep. So you end with a cutting head of the pigeon, avoiding the fight, and then getting the nod off Jack and Agar or whoever the fuck he is. Yeah. Okay, you're in, girl. Yeah, that would but, that again, that would make sense. That would make narrative sense, closes the loop. And, and finishes the episode out in a nice no with a nice tidy bow. Yeah, whereas this doesn't. This just no. it's like the episode just stops. Yeah. Tell you what it reminded me of. I've been replaying um, Arkham Knight mm-hmm. over the weekend, um, and the it's you know the 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 mission where you've got to find Man Bat, and yeah. you're looking at you're looking off, yeah, off yeah. the rooftop trying to see him, trying to spot him flying around the city so you can go you can go and fight him. Could, yeah, it's that scene where she's just looking off into the distance in the dark because you can't off, quite make yeah. it. Yeah, it reminded me of that. And like I say, it, I I got, and this is just me looking forward and maybe trying to grasp at straws, but like maybe they're trying to, as I say, foreshadow what happens in season eight because he's flying over the city and stuff. But oh, but there's no I don't need think, of it. No, I don't think they are because I think they're just literally like, oh, we haven't seen the dragons for a bit and they're cool. Everybody likes the dragons. Well, I, think the, I think the problem is they kind of, well, we can't finish an episode with Danny being a fucking idiot. We can't, we can't show her having been, we can't, can't end with people remembering that she's actually wrong. That she's made the wrong call and she has caused more problems than she solved. So look, dragons, dragons take everybody's mind off everything. They did it in season one as well. She she burnt the witch. Yeah, and we ended the season with dragons. Um, yeah. and it, it's it's kind of that, and it's it's 
that to me, from a narrative standpoint, they've already set up the fact the dragon is missing. So why bring it back for this shot? There's no reason for it, especially if it's just going to fly off in the distance again and we're not going to see it again for a couple of weeks. You bring a, it back when it's needed. Yeah, in a couple of weeks, it will play an important part. Yeah. So leave it until then. Let it swoop in like the hero it's going to be. Swoop in and, and do what it does. Yeah. I almost gave away what it does. And people who haven't seen or are watching again, I won't spoil it for. But there's a, there's a way to do that where it has dramatic weight. Yeah. This is not having it turn up in the middle. This is like you know, having an ex turn up at four o'clock in the morning pissed and wanting a shag. It's just it like, kind of is, isn't it? He's it's just, just like, like, all right. I haven't, uh, I haven't seen you in four years, but yeah, why not? Yeah, crawling no, down over the fucking roof. Yeah. Hanging out his ass. Yeah. <laughs> there's no fucking need for this at no, all. No, yeah, there's really nothing. Not. Dragon booty call. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, what a rubbish ending. What a, what a yeah. rubbish ending to what is otherwise, okay, House of Black and White aside, it's right? It's a decent episode. Um, uh, it is. It's pacey. People's stories move on. John's yeah. story and Sam's story especially moves on, which, you know, again, my favourite. So happy with that. that. It's it kind funny. Of, it, it draws a nice... I mean, if you look at Brienne's story, it, it, yeah. it's a huge obstacle. So now she has something to overcome. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of work has been done with a lot of characters in a relatively short space of time in this episode. Um, yeah, and it works really well. But then yeah, it's just kind a of shame about away with, scenes on the back end, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you piss it away with, I mean, the House of Black and White. I mean, it's, I say, it's a storyline that people like. I don't really get it. I don't care for it. But, but that's, that's, some, that's, that's, yeah, that's, probably us. and that's you. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That, that's, that's probably it. I don't think, like, aside from the major narrative issue we have with Arya being no one, yeah. I, I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with those scenes you know like i said the cutting head of the pigeon is cool and you know the house of black and white stuff is i guess creepy and atmospheric when it comes so i think it's just that i i don't like the house of black and white i think that's what it is so you know we've got to accept a little bit of personal responsibility yeah, on that and, and otherwise say it's fine you know yeah, I, I will say i prefer it to the sparrows oh god yes god yes but um, yeah, I mean, I th- but we've I th- got both. We've got the one-two punch of that this season, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Um, and they they kind of, I think they kind of have the same duration. Don't they? they end kind of at the same time, don't they? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's it's been a good episode. I say a lot has happened. A lot, we've we've moved a lot of people on. We've we've, I said we we talked a lot in the last season about how this is supposed to be a trilogy of trilogies. So the, the nine books will be. One, two, three will be an act. Four, five, and six will be. It. So this is kind of the midpoint of that second trilogy. Um, so they, no, they do need to start moving things along a bit to progress some of the characters, some of the stories they've introduced for these three books or for these couple of seasons. Um, so they've gone, they've done some decent groundwork here, I think. Um, and yeah, all in all, it's it's not a bad episode. It's certainly better than last week. Oh, much better than last week. Um, as I say, I I don't care for the House of Black and White and the stuff with Danny was pants, but it always is. Yeah. So, you know, all things considered, I quite enjoyed this one. I thought it was pretty well handled. It's pacey. It's funny. Yeah, I like it. Thumbs up from me. Yeah, yeah, same here. Um, as always, if you have different opinions, if you have the same opinions, if you have any opinions at all, please let us know. Um, we're always up, for, uh, always up for a bit of a chat on this. Um, you can get in touch with us at ddpodcastnet on Twitter, um, on Facebook with the Double Down Podcast Network. Uh, you can go to our website, ddpodcast.net, uh, and uh, leave a message with us through there. Um, check out some other other shows as well. Wherever you get your podcasts from, be it iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, um, wherever, millions of places. Um, like, subscribe, share, leave us a message. We'll get, back to, uh, we'll get in touch with you as best we can. Uh, but until next time. Game over.